Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class, episode 81. I'm your host for today, Pete. I'm Joseph. I'm Tyler. And on this episode, the Wheel of Destiny landed on my pick, A Fish Called Wanda. Otto is a man of many talents. Hey, great fish. Oh, hmm. squeeze a lemon, some tartar sauce. Ken Walker is a man of few words. You tell him from me. George <laughs> is the man with the plan. Thirteen millions, my friends. And Wanda. Do you speak Italian? Molto pericoloso. Is the woman they love. They all set out to commit the perfect crime. To 20 million. To a job well done. But it turned into something... George moved the loot? Less than perfect. Disappointed! So they turned to a lawyer named... Archie Leash! Are you totally deranged? Afraid so, old chap. John Cleese. Will you leave immediately, please? Jamie Lee Curtis. Kiss me there. Kevin Klein. Put the other one up! Michael Palin. May I kiss you, Ken? No, you can't! A fish called Wanda. A smashing. Smashing. <clears throat> well, yep, that is classic John Cleese right there. Yes, it is. Um, so I love this movie. This I watched it as a child um, multiple times. My parents have watched it at the house, and I don't remember it as much of like the sexual stuff on it. I just remember kind of the slapsticky parts. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I this is from 1988. Um, like like the trailer said. Starring John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Kline, Michael Palin, and um, written by John Cleese and Charles Crichton, which I don't know who that is. Um, felt kind of a little like a, a a Monty Python movie, but not mm-hmm. not ultimately that much. Um, yeah, you guys have never seen this before. Nope. Yeah, this was a uh, first viewing for me. Cool. Well, I'm excited to talk about it with you, but first. Find some charity, you lad. Now's the time for dab and chatter. Time for some news. Uh, Joseph, give us a news story. All right. So the uh, nominations came out for the 93rd yes. Uh, yes, Academy yes, yes. Awards, finally. Mm-hmm. They're still which doing are, that? Which are happening <laughs> uh, April 25th. Sunday, April 25th. Wow. Um, so, yeah. We have that's about a little bit more than a month away from when we're recording this. Uh-huh. Um, you guys know the significance. You guys know the significance of uh, April twenty fifth. Uh, no, uh, tell us. Please tell us. I can't believe you guys. I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe it. Is this? It's my birthday on Sunday. It's my birthday. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, c- well, when's my birthday, Tyler? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, ca- well, call me a bad friend because I don't remember either your birthdays. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I know. No, I, I, I know Pete's birthday. Shit. I know Pete's birthday because he was born in uh, June fourteenth, nineteen eighty-six. That's right. Oh, it rolls off the tongue. That's right. Because it's from Seinfeld. It's a, um, it's a date from Seinfeld. <laughs> Wait, no, you were born in was eighty-six. Yeah, you got it right. Okay, maybe it's Flag Day, baby. Maybe it's eighty-seven. That Seinfeld I think eighty. Is, I, I think eighty-five. They from I think the actual. Yeah, I think it's 85 in, in the Seinfeld quote. <clears throat> I can't remember. <laughs> I just know it's the same day. Yeah. Um, it's it's okay. I, I, I don't fault it was It was the fateful day of when uh, when Kramer allegedly... Uh, oh, no, Keith Fernandez, or Keith Hernandez, 
Keith Fernandez or Hernandez? I think it's Hernandez. Hernandez. Baseball player. Um, spit on Kramer and Newman. Um, <laughs> I love it. Look at Joseph. It. He's like a Wikipedia of Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, the nominations came out. I'm just going to read through the main ones, mm. big ones. Uh, through Best Picture, we have The Father. Mm. The Father. Starring Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. I think it Anthony Hopkins' movie, uh, it's about uh, Alzheimer's. Anthony Hopkins with Alzheimer's, and it's from his perspective. Hmm. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think it's accessible anywhere at the moment. Of um, course it isn't. But, I do want to uh, watch yeah. that. Yeah. I do want to get sad. So I'll watch yeah. that. Yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which, which was yep. recently on mm-hmm. HBO. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, but it was. Shit. Um, starring uh, Lakeith Stanfield and uh, Daniel Kaluuya. 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 I really um, should have watched that movie when it was you know, on HBO. Slacking. God, we all should have watched it. Um, <laughs> it looks so good. We uh, we have uh, David Fincher's Mank, his uh, his his story of Herman <laughs> Mankiewicz, um, nominated. We have. You guys gonna, uh, gonna, you guys gonna, you guys gonna huh? watch that? I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm gonna watch Mank. I uh, might yeah. eventually. I just have no mm. real interest. Yeah. 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 Same. Um, I feel like I should though. Um, no. I feel like we <laughs> should like, if like we're homework. gonna if we're gonna do another Oscar special. Uh, um, maybe Minari. Mm-hmm. Minari. Who? Which best, is best foreign Minari. feature? It's a uh, it won foreign feature. What did it win at foreign yeah, an, feature Golden Globes? I don't know if it won, but it was nominated. Yeah. I think it, it might have won. A whole, I can't remember. Whole debate on whether it's actually a foreign movie or not. Oh no! Um, sorry, Golden Globes was foreign language movie. Ah, which is, I guess yeah, which is it slight is, distinction. Sort of. Yeah. I mean it's fifty fifty. Um yeah, we have Nomad Land. Um after that. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the only one I've seen so far of the ones I've listed. <laughs> um yeah. for, which uh, which yeah. So Nomad Land and then we have Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Sound of Metal. Oh, that there you deserves go. the win. That and then the trial of Chicago the Seven. Okay, yeah, it's a Sorkin Sorkin movie. It's weird uh, weird year because it's not like every one of those was accessible. Like you couldn't you couldn't stream yeah. Promising Young Woman for free unless you wanted to pay twenty bucks for it. And I think a lot of people, yeah. even though you'd spend twenty dollars in the theater, a lot of people are passing on those movies and watching the the Nomad yeah. Lands that are free to stream on Hulu and whatnot. It's yeah, exactly. A interesting climate. Yeah, we have now. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that, Pete, because all of these films that Joseph just listed, I feel like if COVID was not prevalent in our society, I would have seen all of these films in theaters. I doubt that. I feel like you're lying to me. I think, you're, I think you're gassing yourself up on this one. What do you mean? How dare you say that? No, that that's not true at all. I you couldn't believe have, you you can't believe it. Whenever someone sees a movie in theaters, my mom saw ET in theaters, and you about shit your pants when you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I you know ever since doing this show, I have more of appreciation for film, especially seeing film in a theater setting. So. I understand your doubts on whether or not I would see this film in real in real life, but if it, if 2020 Funny. had gone my way, I would I 
probably would have seen maybe not all of them. You're right, Pete. I probably would not have seen all of them, <laughs> but I would have seen half mm. half of them. Half. I would have, okay. I would have, have loved to see Sound of Metal of in. We have uh, seen two theaters. out of eight, I think, right? Uh, Nomad Land and Sound of Metal. I haven't seen anything else. I've only seen yeah, yeah. only two of them. I know uh, Mank and Trial of Chicago Seven are streaming on Netflix. Um, so can easily watch those. Uh, Promising Young Woman, you can rent it or something, right? Mm-hmm. And same, I don't know about Minari anymore. I think it's still on demand. Yeah, you can you um, can rent that one on demand for twenty bucks too. I think. And the father is not, and Judas and the Black Messiah is not anymore. Wow. Um, so these are all about. Uh, there's a uh, eight total. Any surprising uh, things on the list? Not huh? the best, and not the best movie, but any other. Like nominations that stuck out to you as odd. I didn't. I didn't look through the whole list. Wait, what was the question? Any do you, any nominations from this year that stuck out to you in any category, like a strange, in best picture? No, in any category. Oh well, I'm going to the next one. I oh. think uh, Marie, <laughs> Maria Bakalova from Borat, uh, getting a nomination for best actress in a supporting role was kind of surprising. Yeah, is it though? Yeah. She played a really good role in that movie <laughs> did she yeah i mean it's there's like just com- the like one scene sketch. with giuliani and that's it yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it's more of a like you deserve an award for having to put up with that <laughs> <laughs> for the period dance <laughs> yeah um so yeah so that's uh that's the next category maria bakalova for borat subsequent movie film uh, glenn close for hillbilly elegy um or elegy <laughs> what? um olivia coleman <laughs> Uh, for the father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and y- uh, Yoon uh, Ya Jung for Minari. Hmm. Actress okay. in a supporting role. Actor in a supporting role. Sasha Baron Cohen in The Trial of Chicago Seven. Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. One Night in Miami. Paul Racy, uh, who played the uh, in Town of Metal, who played the. Uh, Sort of like the the head guy at the oh the, the main deaf, like deaf. Uh, rehab yeah camp oh yeah yeah um, Lakeith Stanfield Juice and the Black Messiah um let's see what else oh, that was what are the best actor there we go um, best actor in a leading role Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal yeah, uh, Chadwick Boseman beat. for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Whoa, black bottom. Bam, bam. <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, Stephen Yoon from Minari, and our lead actresses, uh, Viola Davis in Marini's Black Bottom, Andra Day in The Andra United Day. States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. And uh, you know what I thought the that last was really. One. Oh, go, huh? go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the int- funny thing. Are you gonna do best screenplay right now? No, director. The the f- I heard a funny bit of trivia that the only movie and sequel to a movie that to win or to be nominated for best screenplay is Godfather One and Godfather Part Two, and now Borat One and Borat Two. <laughs> <laughs> was Borat screen- One nominated for an Oscar? Be- best screenplay. Really. Yeah, oh. and the second and the second one got nominated for best screenplay too. How is there a screenplay? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's so strange. 
Yeah, that's um, that and then there's a there's a bunch of categories. I won't go through all of them. I'll just go through this last one for best director. Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen flick. Um, David Fincher for Mank. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. And Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. Hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, gonna, we got some uh, interesting uh, bundle here. I'm gonna, of, I'm gonna watch uh, another round this week, and I'll report back next because I re- I've, it's been at the top of my list for a long time, and I keep pushing it back. For what? Another round, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, it's on Hulu, I think. Yeah, it's on Hulu. And I, I said I was going to watch the House of Jack Built last week, and my Sunday kind of fell apart, so I wasn't able to do that. So maybe we'll see if I can do it this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of other categories. We'll get to them. Hopefully we can do an Oscar special and uh, play some Oscar, little Oscar... Uh, Oscar party this Oscar. week? This month? No, Oscar it's April, party this year? Uh, April, end of next month. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, Oscar, uh, Oscar bingo or Oscar scorecards or whatever. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, so yeah, so that's all. That's all I got. Exciting, cool. Um, Oscar's gonna be weird this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, Gram- the Grammys were weird this year. They had Bill Burr, Bill Burr hosting with <laughs> no, no one in the audience, <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't pronounce anyone's name. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the Oscars should be pretty good. Uh, uh, Tyler, what do you have for us? All right, uh, so in the spirit of gabbing and chattering, I have a few things to uh, discuss and uh, portray to our listeners out there, our classmates. Uh, So I've been doing this, uh, I guess you could call it a bit, uh, for our episode numbers. So this is episode 81, so I looked up 1981 movies that I personally enjoyed. So... First off, 1981, we have Time Bandits, which has the... It's streaming on Hulu, surprisingly, but it has the most depressing fucking ending that I have ever seen in a movie. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen Time Bandits before. No, I don't know anything about it. Is it a Jean-Claude? Is it a Jean-Claude movie? I... don't know about that Jean Claude Van Damme. No, I well maybe I I'm not it's, sure. No, Is he Sean, in it or not? Sean I don't Connery, know. Sean Connery, <laughs> well, then, uh, David Rappaport, Craig Warnock. Just watch Time Bandits and get sad. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Uh, sc- but you don't know if Jean Claude Van Damme is in it? Yes, I I don't know. I've that. seen it. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I saw it when I was say <laughs> a, a a crust punk. Doing too many drugs. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in it. John Cleese is in it. Uh, coincidental. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And, um, and Scanners. That's a good one. You know, you have the iconic head exploding uh, scene in mm-hmm. the uh, newsroom. Great mm-hmm. movie. I actually remember watching. Uh, <laughs> I, I, sh- have you guys seen Scanners? No. no. I've seen, I've seen that scene. Good. I've seen oh Wayne's World. Yeah. You've seen <laughs> Wayne's World, but you haven't seen Scanners. Okay. Um, yes. But you guys know the scene I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Yes, we know. It's, I've yeah. seen the GIF. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, Scanners, really cool movie. I re- specifically remember renting that movie from Hollywood Video after my local blockbuster went out of business, and Hollywood Video was the only rental place uh-huh. in town. 
Uh, oh, is this boring you? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Well, fine. I'll just get through the list. Escape from Please. New York. We did a whole goddamn episode about it. Uh, great movie uh, starring Kurt Russell. One of the greatest uh, action movies to ever be made in the 1980s. I, I was going to do, from one of my news stories, I found this like article of like best top 10 Kurt Russell performances. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was interesting enough to... Uh, to actually read on air <laughs> Collider top 10 Kurt Russell performances <laughs> uh, The Evil Dead came out in 1981 that's a good one and uh, my uh, mom who okay. is the host of the critically acclaimed Ugly Truth podcast uh, she introduced this movie to me um, I think when I was uh, 12 years old uh the original clash of the titans oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was it's not that good but it has a lot not. of it has a lot of nostalgic value to me so like i will always you know appreciate it for that um clash of the titans came out in 1981 and i will since this is a uh apparently Oh, uh, Roar came out in 1981, the uh, movie where everyone was <laughs> getting mauled by uh-huh. tigers and lions. That, I could have sworn that came out in uh, 80 because you mentioned that on this bit last time. Oh, last time I, I brought too. it up. Oh, did you? On like on most difficult productions. Yeah. Oh, right. that's right. what that it was. was what yeah, it was. so this came out in 1981, Roar where a lot of people were maimed and dismembered uh, mm-hmm. by the hands of the uh, wildlife that was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, on this that mansion was... or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, where do you think, uh, do you think uh, the thing ranks in top 10? <laughs> Back to Kurt Russell. Looks, uh, oh, number uh, three. Number three. yeah. Th- that's exactly what I was going to say. Number three. Um, and uh, then last... four. Last... Ooh. Uh, oh, God damn it! There, there's so many films. Come on, Tyler. Tell I, I'm gonna do three more. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Raiders Christ. of the Lost Ark, which I stream pick on this uh, probably you know every other week. Fuck uh, me in the face. I thought we were going to get one episode without mentioning Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you thought wrong. Uh, yeah, Raiders clearly. of the Lost Ark came out in 1981, <laughs> arguably one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, and then we have two werewolf movies that came out in 1981, American Werewolf in London, which is my favorite werewolf movie, and The Howling, which is mm-hmm. a, also a really good werewolf movie. It's not as great as American Werewolf in London, but it has its own class of mm. being in the genre. So those are my 1981 movies that... I personally would recommend it and uh, encourage, nay, demand everyone to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other than that, um, before before we move on, before we get away from Kurt Russell, okay, yeah. what do you think <laughs> Kurt Russell's number one movie is according to Variety? Mm, Either probably, um, is it Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, or Bone Tomahawk? Ooh, Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say Overboard. <laughs> Those, those are those are both um, joke answers, by the way. Um, 
What is it, Joseph? It is a movie called Silkwood. What? Huh. Don't know about that called one. called Silkwood, released in 1983. Hmm. Okay. I, I'll have Silkwood. to check that one out. Classic. Silkwood. Number 10 is Vanilla Sky. <laughs> That's surprising. Is, like, is that like an, uh, the original? Was Vanilla Sky remade or was he in no, the Tom Cruise? No, starring Tom Cruise. He's in the Tom Cruise one? And also wow. Michael Shannon, apparently. Oh, I like Michael Shannon. Anyway, right. I had no idea cool. he was in that movie. <laughs> and you know what beat that movie? The Fox and the Hound. What? Oh, oh my God. Okay, well... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's that's fine. Um, I do have a discussion topic, but I'm going to get through my news stories first before we get into that. Uh, the first news story that I have is it kind of borders on the line of a rage. Uh, Just tell us. Uh-huh. Tell us. So apparently there is going to be a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie coming out, and it's going to be a direct sequel from the first one. Much like the Halloween movie that came out in 2018, where it was a mm-hmm. direct sequel to the first one, which I know how much you guys love the Halloween movies. Um, so they're going in that route, and they're going to bring back the... I mean, you guys seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. The, gra- the green. Okay. yeah. So you guys recall at the end of the movie, the lone survivor, she hops into a truck. She's like all mm-hmm. bloodied and stuff. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Leatherface is like dancing in the sun with yeah. a chainsaw. Okay. He's so like, <laughs> yeah, great stuff. So apparently this movie is going to do what Halloween did. And it's going to be years later with an elderly Leatherface and an elderly, uh, I, I the final girl, I guess, is what uh-huh. I'm going to call her because, you know, no one is as charismatic as Jamie Lee Curtis as far as this kind of horror movie genre goes because okay. you remember right. Jamie, you remember Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, but when you think about like Friday the Thirteenth and like, uh, uh, you know the the, the to be honest, I only remember Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween because she's Jamie Lee Curtis now. Like, if it wasn't if it wasn't for her pr- like prominence in Hollywood now, I probably wouldn't rec- re- like think of that performance. Sure, yeah, I can see that. But as far as you know, going back into the late seventies, early eighties with those horror movies, you kind of don't really remember those actors. So what this new movie is going to do? They're well. The original, uh, her name is, the character's name is Sally, and the original actor for Sally has died, rest in peace, in uh, 2014. So they are recasting her, they're going to do this whole direct sequel to the first movie, and who knows what's going to happen, I don't know, maybe, I I, I just, I don't see how it's going to work, because I feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre was really a movie that doesn't need sequels and the sequels that did happen preceding the first texas chainsaw massacre were standalones rather than like a continuing lore like friday the 13th and halloween and uh nightmare on elm street and so your new story is there's going to be a sequel and you're mad 
Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I'm mad about it. I'm cautiously optimistic because the Halloween sequel was not bad. It wasn't great, but it did not disappoint me in a way that I thought it would. Mm. Uh, moving on, the next news story that I have kind of goes with the field trip episode that we just had. Mm. And I'm kind of realizing that I already mentioned this in the <laughs> in the field trip episode it's in okay. which Zack Snyder is... Uh, blow, th- blow through it. What is it? So basically, Zack Snyder is fine with Whedon's Justice League being canon and doesn't have a burning desire to do more superhero films. So it, it mm-hmm. kind of goes back to the point that I had in the previous episode where it's like the Zack Snyder cut was essentially pointless because it's not even canon in the universe that Warner Brothers is trying to create and... Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish that they would have a little bit more foresight like Marvel with their superhero films. And, you know, it's it's whatever. You know, it's fine. You know what? <laughs> if they have the money to waste uh, on these uh, shitty DC movies, go ahead. You know what? Spend your money on them because they're going to make their money back because everyone wants to see Batman. Everyone wants to see Superman and the Joker and Wonder Woman, even Aquaman, which was very surprising to me. Um, Other than that, those are my news stories. Now I want to get into a discussion topic that (laughs) I, (laughs) I thought about uh, pretty hard and long. That's what she said. And, uh, <laughs> very, very nice well done yeah you know you, yeah you like that joke home run it, it, it took me it took, it, it took me half a day to think about that um i was thinking what what movie is horrifying that is not in the horror genre and i'll what say movie it again. that's not in a horror genre is the scariest what movie do you find scary that isn't a horror movie Yes, consider. Mm. Yes, exactly. So, uh, uh, I don't know. Pete, I'll uh, let's, let's start You're, with you. I'm starting. Oh fuck. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'd say probably like if I had to think about like the movies that are the most horrifying for me are like historically accurate war crime movies like Schindler's oh. List. Oh yeah, you that's know, th- those. <laughs> you know, that's not a not a horror movie, but it, fuck. No, it's not supposed to be a horror movie. Can you? I know, but I'm, but can, it is. But it's like it's horrifying. It's, it's horror. Yeah, it's horrifying. Can you? Yeah, can just, you imagine like if you're like working at a video rental store and like you know you get a shipment of Schindler's List and you put it in the horror section? Oh, mad lad, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I like. I don't know. I think that's that. That's the stuff that's like probably the most horrifying for me is real life things, like the terrible things that people can do, or like uh, Hotel Rwanda. Like, oh yeah. You know, war, Black war Hawk movies. Down. Yeah, Black, I was just gonna say Black Hawk Down. It's like your your like skin is crawling with the terrible things that people are doing to each other. Yeah. And and I don't. I mean, you could probably. I mean, I could probably think at first. I was thinking stuff like. You know, like irreversible or antichrist but you know those are made to be uncomfortable made, 
yeah, they're made to be disturbing and uncomfortable, both. But I don't like see a whole lot of like parallels to the real world, mm-hmm. right? You know, where yeah. like I know when I'm going into a scary movie or a horror movie, I'm going to suspend my disbelief for the Babadook as much as it does yeah. creep me creep me out, and it is scary in itself. I really like that movie quite a bit, but I don't. I'm like it doesn't shake me to the core. But then when it, you watch things like Black Hawk Down, it's like I don't want to watch that movie again because it's because <laughs> it just gets under my it gets under my skin, and just like these people probably. I mean, it's dr- overly dramatized, but maybe the real version of it's even worse than what we saw yeah. committed to camera, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, thank God for the draft not being legal anymore. Yeah, I got flat feet. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's... And that's, that's Yeah, too. <laughs> they don't want me. <laughs> Super soldier? No. Um, so th- that's... that In that vein, that whole genre would be mine. Mm-hmm. Joseph, what would okay. you think? Okay, um interesting uh route you took um yeah i the the first i'm surprised you didn't say return to oz yeah that is horrifying that is pretty horrifying you're right <laughs> a movie that you put on the wheel and that we reviewed okay um, et return to oz there you go there's my picks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess I like, alien yeah, movies my, my, in I was general you say et i was like what <laughs> <laughs> um I think well, ET would be a little different because not everybody finds ET scary. Um, it's more of just like oh, he's to me he's like. Ask me last s- year, I might I might have said ET, but the bloom the bloom's off the rose a little bit with that. After we watched it, it, it demystified that scary part yeah. of my brain a little bit. I um, mean, but you, uh, sorry, I I was about to go a whole deep end into ET about like microbes and stuff and a no, plague. No, 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 we don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> microbes? What do you? Okay. Alien micro. Uh, don't get him, don't get him started, Joseph. I know. I no. We're thirty minutes uh, into his new news segment. So um, yeah, I return to Oz. Um, I would say stuff like Dark Crystal or Labyrinth. Also, mm-hmm. I think pretty scary for a kid, even though they are geared towards mm-hmm. children. Um, I think if I had watched those as a child, I would be terrified. Um of of the world that those movies take place in yeah um there it's pretty pretty creepy um captain eo not really a movie but it's uh <laughs> pretty kind of it's pretty scary the little spider lady is like yeah uh played by angelica houston um the the makeup and the the effects practical effects is pretty well done um yeah but um yeah i went i went that way in terms of like things that aren't supposed to be scary that are i mean you could say like uh uh not finding neverland um never ending story <laughs> oh yeah never ending story yeah. yeah which is like there's i think it's supposed to be scary in some parts of the movie um mm. but um it's it is a movie for children mm-hmm. um fantasia I don't know. <laughs> Night on, on Wall Mountain in Fantasia is pretty. Yeah, that's so scary. I mean, walking devil, bro- the, walking brooms. Yeah. The fucking devil comes out of that mountain. That <laughs> deep, that scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah the, um, the volcano wiping yeah. out all humanity. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that. Those, those are the movies that I would pick. What, do, okay. what about you, Tyler? So one movie came to mind actually, and that was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. how terrifying would that be to be shrunk down into 
I, I don't know the size scale that they're shrunk down to, but they're it's smaller enough. than blades of grass. They're as yeah. big as an ant. Or no, they're no, smaller they're smaller than, than ants because yeah. ants are like predators to them. So like when I was thinking of this discussion topic, I was thinking of my fear of being that small and just, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole world that we live in, you know. I always thought it would be cool to be that small, so I didn't think it was scary. Well, I let me tell you, it's not cool, and it's very scary because... <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> because we're big, and we we have the privilege of you know we can we can smash spiders and we can take care of ants and stuff with ease not even thinking about it but if you're that small those ants and spiders those are your enemies and <laughs> like it is a whole nother world when you're that small and like, you get, think about getting caught in a cookie caught. will last you like six months if you're that small <laughs> that's true only if you have the survival instincts to uh you know, avoid mosquitoes. Didn't that cookie look delicious in that movie? Though? It kind of did. It did. I'm not going to lie. It did look good. Um, so that was my whole, like, backing of this discussion topic was my fear of being that small in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And by the way, he, he uh, is doing this illegal science experiment in his attic. Like that, like with no with no uh, oversight or anything, he's just making a shrink ray, not knowing like the repercussions it could have. Because like, think about like the radiation that's coming out of that gun. You know, that whole family is gonna have like Chernobyl cancer. <laughs> At the, you, you know, it, it, it's just it's a. It's a fun concept for a family movie, but when you really think about it, it's actually very, very terrifying to know the implications of not only being that small, but also having the technology to even shrink something that small and the Mm -hmm. power that it takes (laughs) to do that. And who knows? Like, what if... (laughs) What if... You get shrunk down and like some, and you get shrunk back to normal size. Like, what what does that have? What effect does that have on your body? I think um, there's a they kind of illustrate that idea in Galaxy Quest with the with the teleportation beams. Oh, and they're trying yeah. to teleport Tim Allen from the rock planet, and they teleport uh, a creature, and it's like it like it, it like teleports inside out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like. Out, that part was scary to me. That movie's a comedy, and yeah. and uh, that scared the shit out of me. Like, yeah, the idea of like you being turned inside out <laughs> while still alive. Yeah, I, I I just feel like we we take for granted like these like fantastical like inventions in films <laughs> as something that could be you know harmless, cool, and cool. But <laughs> thinking about We're it in like advantage. a as a viewer (laughs) (laughs) but thinking about it in like i like i like the honey i don't the shrunk the kids uh pick that's a good choice i didn't think yeah um (laughs) but yeah that's 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 what i had and that was the catalyst of my discussion topic i guess it's it's more of like a uh i it's not like what movies aren't classified as horror but are still scary. It's more of like the ideas in certain movies, if they were translated into real life, would be terrifying. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah last, that's... last Starfighter. Yeah, that's yeah. a God, Last Starfighter. Tron. 
The Matrix. Yeah. Oh yeah, The Matrix <laughs> is a big Pro- one. I guess most sci-fi and All most right, cool. fantasy. Um, so yeah, that's uh, so listeners. If you want right. to post on our uh, Instagram, Facebook, even Facebook, email Facebook us. Facebook probably. Uh, yeah. What? It's an email. What? A uh, movie is horrifying <clears throat> that isn't classified as a horror movie. Uh, please let us know. That would be a really mm-hmm. fun thing to read for us for our own personal enjoyment. And we will not say it on the show. <laughs> no, we will. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, you good, Tyler? Yeah. No, that that's fine. Uh, Pete, you had a uh, news story. Um, I'm gonna skip my news story after that. 35 and a half minute long rendition of various what? bits and quote unquote <laughs> stories. At least read the title of it. <clears throat> nope, not reading it. Too bad. Oh Too my God. Out. Uh, instead, I'm going to uh, try to do some value added content to the show. Number one, okay. uh, after last episode, Ricky O, the story of Ricky, um, was uh, listener Brendan's choice. Uh, <laughs> Brendan wrote in with a heartfelt apology. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'd like to read it right now. I have to apologize for the Ricky O recommendation, especially to Joseph. Sorry, man. <laughs> My sincere thanks to Tyler, though, for always backing questionable films. It made me feel a little bit better for ruining Joseph's meal. <clears throat> In my defense, when I put a second movie on the fan pick list, I requested to take down Ricky O, but you all refused. So in a way, you did this to yourself. <laughs> On a positive note, I'm kind of proud to have inspired the shortest review of a movie since I started listening to your podcast a year ago. That's got to be worth something, right? <laughs> Sincerely, listener Brendan. Oh, so. Brendan. <laughs> oh, I, Brendan. That's the beauty of the fan picks is, uh, you know, you, you, you leave yourself open for some of your childhood memories. Sorry, Daryl. To get smashed like the last Starfighter <laughs> uh, <laughs> by three idiots on a podcast. So... <laughs> take it with a grain of salt um <clears throat> for what it was uh, but i really enjoyed the discussion from Riccio. so uh thanks brendan brendan um, don't apologize for that pick i i that was a fantastic pick and i'm sorry that no one liked uh fists being punched into fists but yeah i like i like that part <clears throat> that was fine it was the other uh 92 minutes that i didn't like <laughs> <laughs> so um the other thing i wanted to bring up is um we have uh, we might I, th- I believe we have some new listeners that came over from uh, the film vault podcast uh another movie podcast there on uh, out on itunes and wherever you get your podcasts at who um so uh, the film vault tfv oh. i know you don't listen to them tyler but i've been listening to them since gosh what what they call on the show back in the orange counts orange orange couch days I was Whoa. back when they were on the, on the Corolla Podcast Network. Whoa. And, um, yeah, when I was a painter, when I was an automotive uh, car painter, um, I spent probably six hours a day with my headphones in. You know, instead of ear protection, I just wear earbuds and <laughs> listen to podcasts all day long. This American Life, Radio Lab, um, How Did This Get Made, uh, what's the other one, Doug Loves Movies, and uh, The Film Vault. And so I've been listening to those guys for a long time, and they did some uh, listener sponsorships jump up the opportunity and um we got a pretty good sizable you know download increase and so i know that there's a number of people listening from the film vault so if you're listening you come from the film vault welcome thanks for taking a chance with us we appreciate that sure um yeah so it's pretty pretty neat and it was really cool to hear my name and your guys's names uh said by anderson on the show which was kind of neat 
I don't know the the hosts' names, but I don't appreciate them saying that I'm just a crust bunk who has done too many <laughs> drugs. I mean, where's the lie? Well, it's not about it's not about what is true or what's not. <laughs> I don't like to be betrayed as something that I don't like. It. Something that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't want to be betrayed how I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Um, so, anyways, and then. Um, we don't, I don't, I, I, I mean, I didn't really have any like, hard hitting news or anything like that. And I didn't really watch any movies this week for my uh, quest for 500 movies. I'm not going to play the sting. I don't have anything worthy uh, of the sting. Yeah, I know. Why not? Uh, the quest for 500. <laughs> yeah, you talked me into it. <laughs> I really had to twist my arm there. Um, so since I... Since our last episode, I've watched a few movies on so my quest for 500 movies for 2021. Um, a short called Wheels from 2018. It was a black and white. Uh, it won like the Brooklyn Film Festival Best Short, you know, or what something like that. I had a bunch of awards. I watched it. It wasn't quite for me. It was very Brooklyn. I can't remember. Did I talk about that last week? No. No. Okay. I didn't think so. I can't remember if I watched it right before the episode or after the episode because I don't put dates on these. Um, I watched um, the Muppets at the re- at the request of Joseph. Mm-hmm. He had was one one of Joseph's streaming picks. Very cute. Very fun. I liked Walter, the new Muppet character. Um, I was waiting for the entire time because he said that Walter is a puppet and that was a spoiler. I was waiting for like the differentiation the ex- explanation of the difference between Muppet and puppet. Oh. Uh, there was, I, th- no. I guess, I guess there was none. <laughs> <laughs> it was very wholesome though. I was like, this is about as wholesome as it gets. This is cute as fuck. I know. Um, the Muppets were very cool. Um, I watched a couple other ones that I will talk about during streaming picks. And then I rewatched beer fest. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember why we were talking about that. Oh, I was, Oh, we were, I was, researching my top five drinking scenes which I'll, I'll bring up next week um but uh beer fest from 2006 broken lizards follow-up to super troopers and i had really really positive like vibe memories of when that first came out and i like loved it and i was telling yeah. you about how funny it was and justice oh we gotta watch this blah 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 and i rewatched it and the funny parts are funny but it all in all doesn't really hold up <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, there's a lot more gratuitous nudity than I remember. You know, I'm not ashamed to watch, you know, movies with nudity with my uh, beloved in the, you know, sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. But at some point when there's just girls pulling other girls' shirts off and, you know, having their, you know, tits hanging out for no reason at the beer fest, you're just like, okay, okay, this is, this is. The Broken not... Lizard uh, gang. Um, yeah. What was, oh, Club Dread was the other one they Club, made. Yeah. Club Dread. Um, I watched that. I don't even remember it. <laughs> so uh, if you're thinking about rewatching Beer Fest, there's some really good drinking scenes and there's some funny stuff. But all in all, you know, I watched it. I think it came out when I was 20 and I was fucking really into it. And I was like, yes, <laughs> let's just play some Pong, baby. Monkey Jug. And, and no, not, not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then uh, we do have a... A call in from Adam I wanted to get to oh. uh, before streaming before streaming picks yeah and this is not an Adam's plops segment um, for our new listeners Adam Murphy is local celebrity here in Sacramento a good friend of ours a former co-worker of Joseph 
Um, and uh, he he's a kind of a cl- classic 80s schlock purveyor. You know, really likes the... We watched Strange Days with his unstreamable events not too long ago. And uh, he is now doing... He's rebranded the Twitter as... What's it called? Bootleg Cinema. Yeah, Bootleg Cinema. And essentially this is a streaming nights where you can watch streaming movies that are either hard to find or difficult to watch or, or are unstreamable or cannot be accessed anywhere um, or just classic movies that he really wants to sit down and watch as a group uh, through Twitch. So um, we are going to give him a call right now. It's goddamn right he's a local celebrity legend. Oh, and, and by the way, we created a... Uh, a new segment song for this, so as soon as he answers, we'll play that. And Adam requested it be heavy metal, by the way. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Going good. We uh, we want to give uh, talk about your uh, bootleg cinema, and we got a new theme song. You ready? Do it. I want to hear it. Hey, you want to watch a movie? Uh, sure thing, my guy. Okay. Cinema. That's all you need to know. That's, uh, <laughs> you asked it, you asked for something hard and metal. There you go. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, I might have to tone that one down a little bit. No, no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. <laughs> okay. Adam asks, Adam gets what he wants. I appreciate it. That's, it's beautiful. Adam Murphy, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay, buddy. Um, <clears throat> so you're, we, I, I gave a brief intro to your bootleg cinema thing. Tell us how this is different from uh, what, we, what we normally do with, uh, with your whole uh, m- movie night. Not different in any way at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's in the, um, back, who, who's no, in the background? These are my children yelling, oh. yelling at Aww. each other. Yeah, this is this is real life. They can watch Hardboiled with us this Thursday. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Kellen isn't into Hong Kong cinema. Oh, Kellen has taste. <laughs> no, he's you know he just he just doesn't like uh, you know it's not his vibe. Yeah, he's more into like body horror, you know, splatter kind of movies. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> You're right. Ra- God damn, you are raising them right. The movie this week is uh, Hard Boiled. Yeah, John Woo. John Hard Woo, boiled. directed by John Woo, starring Chow Young Fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Leung. Yeah, Tony Leung. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's great in it too. I mean, I think like I watched The Killer first, and I think this one's better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like it's cleaner. It's it's later in everybody's careers, so they're just kind of like you know more polished and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, great choreography, just insane shootout. Good, good. It's funny too. It's like kind of silly and weird, but it's also violent. <laughs> the only thing I know about John Woo is that he's he supposedly is kind of like the precursor to a lot, like almost like Fast and the Furious and the Matrix and like mm. over the top action choreographed shootouts and really really good shootout scenes. And um, I've I've heard Hard Boiled reference is one of the best, so I'm 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 excited. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And that early, you know, Hong Kong action cinema, I think it paved the way for a lot of stuff. You know, that was like Jackie Chan was like a, he started kind of in the 60s and 70s, but, hmm. um, you know, it, it carried on into the 80s and the 90s. And he's like, especially with Chow Yun Fat, 
in the lead. He, he just kills. He's fucking so good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Um, so, but I wanted to give a little bit of a uh, synopsis here. Okay. A cop who loses his partner in a shootout with gun smugglers goes on a mission to catch them. In order to get closer to the leaders of the ring, he joins forces with an undercover cop who's working as a gangster hitman. They use all means of excessive force to find them. Oh, nice movie oh, voice. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Once, once we get, once the, once the COVID is uh, a thing of the past, we need to have you do a movie read voice in person. We'll do an in-person visit. Never these. Oh, that calls. would be nice. Yeah, we will. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah, it, it's just me pacing around my backyard most of the time. Not really. <laughs> um. So when is when is this going down? We have uh, the people who don't know about your movie nights. Uh, give us a, just a brief thing. It's on Twitch. And when is this definitely? Happening? Yeah, so we used to do these at Red Museum in Sacramento, and uh, we haven't been able to. Um, now we're streaming, so this is on Twitch. I'm doing it Thursday. Thursday is a better day for me. And I figure out people people are probably going to be home Thursday night. So we're doing it Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, Twitch.tv slash bootleg cinema. I just changed my handle because I think this is cooler. Yeah. It is cool. I like, I like the name Bootleg Cinema. That's cool. Yeah, and it's very bootleg. I mean, yeah, it's all it's all under the table. So, and all you have to do for the listeners who want to tune into this, um, just follow us on the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/mcfc podcast. Uh, we always post like a maybe like a day in advance or the morning of a, a reminder that the thing's going on that night, <clears throat> and then we'll post a link in the comments where you can click through and watch Twitch on your TV if you have a um, the Twitch app on your TV or through your gaming console that's hooked up to your TV mm-hmm. and uh, participate with the group chat. It's the closest thing we can get to watching a movie as a group in the COVID era. No doubt. Yeah, it's it's definitely more fun. I think I've said this before. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, to do these. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did, I did kind of have a plop. I don't know if you guys are uh, interested in a little recommend or yeah, if you've g- even talked about this one. Uh, give, give us a quick one. We're running a little bit long, but go give, give us something. All right. I'll make it fast. Um, did you guys watch St. Maud? Not yet. Not yet. I have it in my possession, but... What? You do? Mm-hmm. Thanks to Adam. It is recommended. <laughs> okay. Thanks to Adam, I have it. You know, yeah. Send that my way when you're done with it. Please, please watch it. Okay. Um, it's good. I will. I will. For it's sure. got one of the best final shots. I've seen in quite some time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, Slow right. burner, but but really hard hard hidden there at the end. Beautiful. Um, all right, yeah. Adam, we're gonna run. We're gonna uh, do. We haven't even done our streaming picks yet. So. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we're running a little. Oh, bit don't late. let me stop you. All right, dude. It's good talking with you. Always. Out outro. We'll... An outro too. Yeah. Tone it down a bit. Uh, since you asked so nicely, yeah. <gasps> See you later. <laughs> later, guys. All right. That was a uh, what a delight. Um, time for some streaming picks. You guys ready for streaming picks? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Um, listener Bruce made our last streaming picks song. We have a new one, and uh, I didn't want to cut you out completely, Bruce, so I gave you a little cameo on the new one. So this is streaming picks. <laughs> 
Movies. Currently streaming live on the internet. Streaming in. I want my picks back. Streaming. Streaming into it. All right, I don't know who has the fucking pick. Streaming. That story is streaming elsewhere. You found the pick. Joseph, give us what you got for the stream picks this week. Uh, well, I only have one streaming pick this week. I didn't want. I didn't watch uh, a whole lot. I watched uh, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, but that's not streaming anywhere. Um, <laughs> I just luckily had the DVD already. Oh, um, nice! I just, I Love that movie. That. Um, yeah, still funny. Um, but my actual streaming pick, uh, streaming on HBO Max, is the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Just released this Thursday. <laughs> I cannot Woo! recommend this movie enough. I loved it. Very good. You can listen to our whole review about that it. That is your our, streaming uh, pick? Newly, oh. newly released episode oh of Film God. Class okay. Film Trip. And, uh, yeah, very good. Worth the four hours and two minutes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> Watch we it. all three of us recommend this movie. Right, Tyler? Tyler? I right. do not. No, I, I do not. I do not recommend <laughs> this. Please do not watch it. I love watch it, it please. Don't listen to Tyler. <laughs> is that your one streaming pick? That is my one and only streaming pick. Fucking A. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> However, There's I don't nothing. know if it's going to be staying on HBO Max. It might only be there for like 30 days. Yeah, so watch, or something. watch it soon. <clears throat> yeah, watch it um, soon. Like today, the day you're listening to this, drop what you're doing and watch it. I hope it goes into the depths of Atlantis, never to be seen again. Everyone knows what they're getting themselves into with this sort of movie, too. So if you're going to watch it, if you're on the fence, watch it. Go do it. All right, Tyler, give us a streaming pick. Okay, uh, so I've been working the closing shift at my job for the past couple of weeks. So it's been really hard to find the attention span, I suppose, to watch movies because, you know, I, I want to come home. I, I, I don't want to, you know, watch new things or anything like that. I just want to watch uh, Star Trek The Next Generation reruns. Um, but I did manage to find a movie that I would like to watch. And I lately, I what I've been doing is I've been going back to movies that I previously thought were good. And I want to watch them with my older eyes. And so... This week, I watched Castaway that is streaming on HBO Max, and yeah, it it, it holds up. This is a timeless classic. This movie is not going anywhere. This should be in everyone's uh, Blu-ray DVD rotation. There's a lot of rewatchability. Tom Cruise, no, not Tom Cruise, uh, (laughs) Tom Hanks. He plays such a great role in desperation of trying to survive. And I just, I, you, you know what I was thinking too is I feel like James Cameron could have made this movie better. Oh, now you're a James that Cameron makes sense. fan. That's right. That's right. I am. <laughs> you know, I, who directed Castaway? James Cameron did not direct Castaway, did no, he? No, I'm saying, I'm asking. Oh, I I have no idea. Um, let me. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got it. Castaway. Let's see here. Nineteen eighty-six, starring Oliver Reed and Amanda Donahue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, this is directed by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I I'm not sure 
who that director is. <laughs> I, you don't know who Robert, he directed, Robert Zemeckis is? He directed, uh, he directed Back to uh, the Future, you know, Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, Forrest Gump. Flight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, movies that no one would really know. Yeah, <laughs> unknowns, underground. Um, yeah. Um, so where's, where's it streaming at, uh, Castaway? This is, yeah, this is streaming on HBO Max. I just think this is a, especially in the times of COVID, it's a good movie to reflect on the isolation and desperation that we all feel nowadays. And uh, yeah, you know, it, it, I don't really know what more to say about this is other than just yeah. watch it. I watched this movie when I was, ah, oh, man, in my mid-teenage years. And mm. I thought it was good then. But as many listeners and as my hosts know, I have a terrible memory. So that's why I'm going back to the movies that I watched like way back when to make sure like that I enjoyed them in my older age. I don't, so, think, you, I don't uh, think you have to have a shitty memory to like not remember because like I said, I, I rewatched Beer Fest and it was not great. Well, yeah, exactly. So, like, if I had watched Beer Fest in my younger age and watched it in my older age, it, it it's the same point. Is basically, I'm just making a point to say that these movies that I have watched in the past, they are still holding up to my own personal standards. And Castaway fits that standard. I can't recommend it enough, and it cool. is a timeless classic. So, yeah, Castaway, streaming on HBO Max. I'm going to add that to my list because I've never seen it. Hold on. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. You've got to be kidding me. You've never seen Castaway before? No, I was just joking. I was oh, going okay. I, I was <laughs> no. to say. I, was oh, gonna... I, ha- I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> why, would, why would I joke about say. such things? <laughs> I don't, I'm not oh, proud of the fact that I've never seen it. It just, year 2000 came and it was a yeah. thing and I was... I like was aware of it. It was I was a freshman in, in uh, high school and and uh, I didn't have no desire to see it and then just kind of missed the boat on it. So <laughs> wait, hold on. You you're telling me you've never seen Castaway before? Hello, is this thing on? Yes. I <laughs> I have not seen I, Castaway. I, I I can't I can't believe this. Why are you are you trying they, to are you trying to like hang me out to dry over this? I just said no. I'm, I'm not I'm it. not trying to hang you out to Quit dry. On I just. Me. I, I'm not hating at all. I just it's called personal you, growth. Look into it. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge it's a blind spot. I'm, I'm going to remedy it. I'll watch it and I'll report. There is back. a there's a life before you watch Castaway, and there's oh a life gosh. after you watch Castaway. <laughs> Have, right? Uh, hey Tyler, Tyler, when was the last time that you listened to one of my streaming picks or Joseph's streaming picks, and then you went out and watched it? Oh. I'll, I'll um Oh man, you guys have so many. You guys like list like there's so many, many of them. Streaming yet you picks. can't name yeah. a single one. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. I I did watch some of them. I just can't remember. I can't remember. They were all shit, so I don't remember. And I didn't want to talk about them. Like I said, like I said before, I have a very bad memory. So I, <laughs> you know, I. I'll, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move it on. I don't want to get in too far. In a all hole, right, but all what right, I'm saying is right. that you told me it's good. I'm gonna watch it. 
So okay, well, uh, I, I only that. have. Uh, he also said that possum's good, but I already saw it, and I can, yeah, and I can say that in <laughs> fact it was you. not. <laughs> what are you kidding me, Tyler? Easy. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I guess it's not a good movie. Yeah. It's not a good movie. It's not. It's not a good movie. I enjoyed it, but it's not good. Yeah. Uh, Just because you enjoy it doesn't make it yeah. good. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, on for the two movies that I did watch this week on my quest for 500 uh, that are streaming right now and worth talking about are from 2020, streaming on Netflix. This is called The Block Island Sound. Um, this is... The what? The Block Island Sound. It's a weird title. It is, yeah. There's a... Is that translated from another language? No, the, the, the basically the story is there's this uh, small part of... Um, I think it's Maine. Yeah, I think it's in Maine. Uh, small town that has a, a like almost like a peninsula off the edge of it called like Block Island, and there's this mysterious sound that they're hearing. Uh, these fishermen here, kind of out in the ocean, and it kind of drives them and in, people insane and starts making people do things. Um, it's a weird like minimalist sort of movie. The production quality is good on it. You could tell it's like a like a low budget, but it gave me vibes of The Endless. It gave me vibes of. Um, <clears throat> You, ever, you guys ever heard of a movie called Pontypool? Um, I have. Yeah, it's very weird. Pontypool is like a guy in a radio station that there's a sound that drives people insane. And there's an, another movie called The Signal, or maybe it's just Signal. Um, it's not the one with the two teenage kids and Lawrence Fishburne in it. It's another one that's same same idea. There's a sound that's being broadcast over the airwaves um, that's kind of driving people crazy and making them do weird things. Um, this is on a smaller scale. It's not broadcast anywhere. It's all, almost like that there's an entity creating this sound, and it's it's making these fishermen do weird things. Um, so it's like a suspense science science fiction mystery thriller sort of thing. It the the yeah. vibe of the movie is well, kind of makes it feel like it's a horror movie, but it, there's no like outright gore or crazy jump scares or traditional horror aspects to it. So if you like. Like kind of like underlying dread or like that like kind of quiet suspense this is a pretty good watch um mm-hmm. it's hour 43 minutes a little bit long for this type of movie um but again it's streaming on netflix if you're looking for something interesting to take a chance on try the block island sound um <clears throat> it probably gets like a middle middle range recommendation uh, and then one that i watched that i really did enjoy is also from 2020 streaming on hulu called save yourselves um this is about a young i almost watched this one. Oh, really <clears throat> yeah. yeah watch it it's fun especially if you if you yourself identify as or know people who identify as hipsters you will enjoy this movie i had a re- really fun time with this brand of comedy um it's a couple uh, sunita mani and john reynolds play sue and jack um Jack, Jack, uh, John Reynolds, you'd recognize from, um, oh gosh, what's that TV show um, with the kids and the the Upside Down, Stranger, Stranger Things? Things. Yeah, he's in he's in Stranger Things. He's also he yeah, he's in, he's one of the like deputies, like the kind of a goofy oh, deputy, okay. uh, right hand man, maybe second in command to Hopper, and then the girl is the um, uh, Middle Eastern. I'm not sure Indian or Pakistani. She's in uh, one of the hackers from Mr. Robot um, that I've been Mm. raving about so much. And they are a couple living in Brooklyn 
and one of their friends decides to give them keys to his father's cabin and saying, you guys should go out there and unplug from reality for a little while. So they take a road trip to spend a week away in this cabin and turn their phones off. And when their phones are turned off, an alien invasion happens and they have no idea it's happening because they're out in the middle of rural New York and they have no con, no internet, no phones, no nothing. Hmm. And um, it's a comedy sci-fi alien invasion movie and the, yeah. the comedy really works. It was very cute at times. The stakes are pretty high at times. And I won't give anything away about the aliens, but the creature design is pretty cool. Um, it's not scary. It's more suspenseful and whimsical. So, Okay. Yeah, so Save Yourselves 2020 streaming on Hulu, and that's all I got. <clears throat> Sweet. Guys, ready to put the cherry on top and talk about Fish Called Wanda? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's get this goddamn show over with. <laughs> uh, Fish Called Wanda. Let's see here. I'll pull it up here. 1988. Um, directed by Charles Crichton. And credited, actually, too. Uncredited uh, John Cleese. So it looks like they wrote and directed this together. Um, I'm not familiar with any of John Crichton's work. Um, but we all know Jamie Lee Curtis and love her. Jo- Kevin Klein. This is... When I hear of the name Kevin Klein, this is the movie I think of. I don't, I don't know if you guys have any association with him, but this is the... Um, in Forget Paris? Forget That's another movie he's in. Paris, I don't know that one. It's like a rom-com like a, with Meg Ryan. Uh, f- French Kiss? Uh, yeah, that's, no. that's it, French Kiss. It Fre- yeah, Meg Ryan, uh, French Kevin Kiss, yeah. Klein. Forget Paris is a Billy Crystal movie. Ooh, Jean Renault. Um, yeah. Also, he's also the the second lead in Wild Wild West, that really weird Will Smith movie. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, I think that's probably what. I wonder it, what Kevin Klein's doing these days. Uh, let's see. His filmography says uh, he did. Um, it's 2017. A show to Beauty and the Beast. He played. He voiced Maurice in Beauty and the Beast, the um, the Disney right, live yeah, action. the live action CGI one. Okay, um, who's Maurice? I don't know. Reese, Reese. I don't know. I was thought thought that might be the the, can, the candelabra, but that's Luminaire, Lumiere. That's a uh, Ewan. Yeah, Lumiere. <clears throat> so, anyways, uh, Fish Called Wanda is a um, R-rated comedy crime thriller mystery sort of thing, I guess. Not really mystery. Um, set in somewhere in England, um, John Cleese plays a barrister, aka a lawyer, in Harry Old London. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, and and uh, Michael Palin, along with another guy who I'm not sure, Tom Georgeson. Georgeson. Oh, yeah. The actor who plays a character named George Thomason. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a joke from the writers. Um, but they are basically a foursome of criminals that are steal a bunch of diamonds, and then they're going to sit on them for a couple weeks or a couple days or something. And then fly, mm-hmm. fly out of the country after the heat's died down a little bit and go live their life. $12 million richer uh, split between the four of them. So, cool. yeah, that's the that's the storyline. Um, why don't you give us your initial thoughts, knowing that you guys have never seen this movie before? Um, Tyler, what was your initial reaction to A Fish Called Wanda? I thought that the writing was brilliant. I think the humor was very well done. I think that the plot was just a little bit too weak for mm. the 
time that it was the 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 duration of the film i feel like the plot was just too weak for an almost two hour movie mm-hmm. um it was kind of all over the place as far as it being a heist movie and being john cleese wanting to leave his marriage is a little bit dicey in that aspect but at the same time the acting and writing was just so well done and i love dry humor especially john cleese's dry humor it was just executed perfectly in the spots that it needed to be mm-hmm. executed in um i think this movie could have been a little bit shorter and if they were going to go with the route of John Cleese being unhappy with his marriage I he should have they should have leaned into that a little bit more mm. rather than the heist aspect because you know at the beginning of the movie you're sort of invested into the heist but then once you get into the middle of the film, you're invested into Jamie Lee Curtis's character and John Cleese's character, you know, getting it on, essentially. I don't know. <laughs> it, just, it, it just seemed a little odd. It was kind of, I don't know, it, it just seemed very chunky. Like it was like it, it leaned on the heist aspect and then it leaned on to the emotional relationship aspect but there was no like middle ground like there it wasn't like i would so i would say the story was the weak part for you yeah yeah did you, did you enjoy I, yourself no i did enjoy myself like i was laughing out loud at some of the scenes like it was very very funny it was just i just feel like it should have leaned more into one aspect rather than trying to juggle the different situations that it was portraying in the film Mm. but overall i i was laughing a lot i love john cleese's writing i think this was a masterful presentation of dry humor nice cool well i'm glad you liked it uh joseph what do you think um i thought it was funny i thought it was like the opening scene of uh, Otto's alarm clock going off and him shooting it <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a gun pretty pretty much set the tone for the type of movie I think it was going to be because <laughs> sure. of how rid- ridiculous that idea is. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I was kind of confused on like the 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 type of movie it is in terms of like a comedy or I guess an outlandish comedy because mm-hmm. it felt like a blend of like airplane in monty python mm-hmm. um in terms of the humor because of stuff like that that happened yeah and i and, and kevin klein's character um huh. i uh i it was funny i did enjoy myself but i thought it was just weird i don't know why i just thought it was just a weird movie mm-hmm. um the idea of of these people stealing these diamonds right they're yeah. stealing diamonds mm-hmm. yeah and like an internal I kind of figured there would be like a double cross yeah double crossing kind of stuff 
um and the movie just kind of starts just like it's like it's like the movie already started when the movie starts um like we're already in it yeah it's just you know what i mean in, yeah <laughs> there's no like there's no like build up to like the char- like there's no real introductions to the characters i feel like mm. you're just um, like thrown into it yeah exactly um and it, it didn't bother me too much you know i just kind of went with it um i didn't really like like any of the characters that much yeah um i think maybe that was the point though um yeah they're all kind of like shitty people um yeah, i can't i guess not a single person in there you could call a good person yeah i i mean maybe uh i guess the most sympathetic character would be michael palin's character yeah he's still uh, stealing can. 12 million yeah, dollars for the diamonds <laughs> yeah <laughs> and killing an old woman potentially yeah he yeah. seemed the most uh uh taken advantage of yeah. i guess it's like a sweet in, in, in idiot or something movie. yeah um i mean they made out Otto to be a asshole an <laughs> ableist asshole um <laughs> and um wanda who is just like the i mean she's 80s jamie lee curtis so it's like <laughs> she's the wowza she's yes. the she, it kind of reminded me of um have you guys seen dirty rotten scoundrels yeah uh-huh. is that with, with uh, uh billy bob thornton no with uh it's no, uh, that's um dirt mm, i don't know what you're thinking of actually i don't, I don't know. know that's sling blade I don't know. <laughs> um, steve martin and no michael dirty King. rotten scoundrels is michael kine and steve martin yeah. um and there's a woman i can't remember who plays the woman but I basically it's either. a similar idea uh not exactly the same plot obviously michael kane they just play steve martin and michael kane play con men and they're basically trying to out con each other that's yeah. the premise of the movie um it's also a comedy um anyway but yeah i don't know if i a fish called wanda i didn't i, di- I don't find myself watching it again um it's not a movie i don't think jumps to the top of my list of comedies or anything um I had a mildly good time, I think. I was waiting for it to be over when it was near the end. And, um, yeah. That makes me sad. That's, that's <laughs> that makes me sad, but that's okay. Um, let's see. Rewatching this as an adult is in my 30s now. Um, I watched it a few years back and enjoyed it. I, I guess I didn't realize how very little there was about the actual heist it's like the jewel the jewel thievery is just that's the foundation of the of the movie it's like that puts everybody in the place that they need to be to tell this ridiculous story of the double cross and then the sexy girl who uses her sex appeal for everything like she's getting ready she's gonna double cross her quote-unquote brother um the second he opens the safe um you know Kevin Klein's character is he's impressive in a lot of ways and an asshole in even more ways like he's he can pick a safe he's a weapons expert he can throw a knife you know across the room or whatever he you're kind of led to believe that he can speak multiple languages and reads philosophy and then you find out later that that's all bullshit and if you're listening <laughs> to the things that he's saying when he's talking dirty to her supposedly in Italian it's all just common italian phrases like stuff off of an you know olive garden menu yeah it's none of it's i mean he was just saying linguini fettuccine exactly saying just saying <laughs> italian sounding words that we all know and then when you get to john cleese 
he actually is fluent in Italian and Russian and whatever else. And yeah, it, uh, you know, it's, he calls Italian a, that's such a dastardly language. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I will, I will always remember Kevin Klein's portrayal of Otto in this. I love his character. He's so funny and like boorish and, you know, he's, he's not a good I mean, he person. Was, he would get tiring in real life. Oh, that kind absolutely. Of person. Absolutely. Yeah. It would just, God, it'd be just get so old so fast. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, his little, his little portrayals of, um, just every little thing that he does, he's like contrarian and he's an asshole too. Like every person in England he hates, he calls them limeys. He doesn't like their food. Yeah. He doesn't like the way he refuses to drive on the right side of the road. Every single person he drives by, he cuts off and then calls them an asshole. I know. Asshole. <laughs> Which is, I say that, yeah, quite, that was quite that a bit was really driving. funny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, one liners in this movie that I thought was really hilarious. The uh, scene in which they go after double crossing the guy, they go into uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and him go into the garage to get the diamonds oh and if he's picking they, the safe yeah and they, they break into the safe and he's like i am disappointed <laughs> actually all he all he says is all he says is just straight disappointed and actually oh. uh, i pulled that all he says is disappointed and it made me think of the fifth element right <laughs> oh here's here's uh here's kevin klein that's all he says. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like and, uh, you guys. You guys mentioned Kevin Sorbo from Hercules. Yeah, yeah. I am very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that works perfectly. I know it really does. This one too. Yeah. I am very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, after. I, after realizing that the diamonds have been taken, yes, yeah. or removed from where they were supposed to be, um, and I thought, go ahead, Tyler. I was gonna say I don't know if you guys think this, but I thought this was a very intelligent heist movie in the beginning because of all the double crossing mm. and the uh, deception that was taking place, and I think really what lost me on this movie was Jamie Lee Curtis's character, I guess falling in love with John Cleese. Like, I think, I think she's going to leave him the second they land in Buenos Aires. Well, that's what I was thinking too, but it leads you to believe that they're like, like lovers now. And she's just that taken aback by him because he can speak Russian. So that's enough, I guess. Yeah. And you know, as our listeners know, I love context, but I feel like there is too much context in the relationship mm-hmm. between John Cleese and Jamie Lee Curtis, because mm-hmm. it's like, you're not like, yes, you want the plot to move forward in a way that you know that there is a, uh, you know, back pocket situation going on. But at the same time in this movie, it kind of, leads you to believe that she starts having feelings for this man mm-hmm. and when she's introduced to this guy she is clearly putting up a front 
like oh it's i'm just trying to it's called character development she starts out well, yeah. one way and then at the end of the movie she's another way well yeah but it's not very clear like that she's being deceptive towards the end like mm. it it's more so like I, this is what i took from it was that in the beginning she was trying to be deceptive and then at some point she falls for him but the it's character not clear of, where that is well yeah it is because uh i would say uh towards the middle of the end mm. she starts caring for him like like she's like oh no we need to get uh his name is archie that's right the yeah, character's archie. name is archie and she's always trying to include archie into the to the situations that she's going in with Otto, but at some point Archie is not beneficial to the heist anymore. But she still continues to try to include him uh, into I don't, I don't think so, because at the end, once she like leaves the courthouse, the only reason that they're going to the airport together is because Archie accosts her and says, Come on, we're going to the airport. She already has the key. She already knows where it's at and yeah. he just happens to be all of a sudden find her and now they're going together. If it wasn't for him forcing himself into the situation, she'd be on the, on the plane. She'd be gone. And I agree with that too, but also Archie is not a threat. So she had no reason to be coerced into going into the airport with him. She could have just ran off and screamed like, Oh my God, this guy is trying to rob me or rape me or whatever. Like, so that was kind of like the, reason why i was like why is he still in this movie because he only served one purpose is and that was to locate the diamonds that were misplaced <clears throat> from the safe from the garage and did you, he, uh, d- uh, did you know that kevin klein won an uh, oscar for best supporting actor in this role i i did and it was well deserved did he actually yeah he yeah did. yeah it wow. was it was well deserved he was incredible in this film this is this is the scene. You know how they play the scene for the Oscars, like what? the little clip um, for when they say for for best supporting actor Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda. They played this scene. Hello, Ken's pets. Hey, wake up! Wake up, slimy fish! Jesus, that was that was the scene. That, no, oh. I don't. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Okay, I was gonna say. I was like, there is so many <laughs> scenes to take from, especially uh, the grotesque scene of the interrogation of Ken and oh, him putting eating the chips up his nose, putting the chips up his nose and eating his pet fish. Which, hold on, I, I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. Uh, so Ken, get ready. Yeah. So Ken describes himself as an animal lover. And you know, you know, he has all the posters of animals. If he's an animal lover, why did he have pet fish? It, it, any animal? What do you, it's a whole. What do you mean? You know, What's no, wrong with that? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Don't. We don't need to get into this now. <laughs> it's a whole discussion. All right. All right. You're right, Joseph. Thanks. Thank you for holding. Yeah. Why don't you? Back. You know. You, you know what Joseph is Lucas right now? Free. He's like. He's like, he's like the guy, like, like I'm the guy who's like trying to fight and he's like holding me back and he's like, yeah. I'm just like, let me fight him. Let me fight him. Like, no, don't fight him. We could um, talk for, yeah, we talk for many days about this. 
But anyways, uh, he's not really an animal lover. Um, he kills like three dogs in that movie, which yeah, but I never how thought. Bad he feels. I, I never thought I would laugh at a dog's death in a movie. <laughs> But it was so cartoonish. It was so hilarious. Which, which was, the, which was the funniest? You have the, the Doberman pincher that runs off with one in its mouth, which is <laughs> yeah. the image is hilarious. Yeah. And then you, ha- then you have the, the one dog gets ran over by a car. You don't see it happen, but you see it squashed. <laughs> it's flat. Completely flat. No, and, and it looks like a puppet. Yeah, yeah. no blood. <laughs> Thank God, no blood. And then you have the giant crate or piano box or whatever it is. <laughs> With the leash leading underneath it. Yeah, I think the crate one was the funniest one to me because that was like the last time he was like trying to avoid to kill animals and he did it and he... I don't know. What's even better than than the uh, the poor little Yorkies uh, getting killed one by one is the comedic timing and repetition of the two choir boys singing the song at the funerals. (laughs) Like with the Michael Palin's like forlornly watching from the woods Mm -hmm. as his dog is getting buried. And then you have the two choir boys singing the Italian like death song. And then he kills the second one on accident. And then it cuts immediately to the choir boys singing again. And he's at the grave crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's great timing. Great great timing. Yeah. I was thinking that while I was watching the movie, I was like, I never thought I would laugh at a dog dying before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last time I laughed at a dog dying was Funny Games. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I um, like the uh, I like the scene when uh, the try, they're trying to get uh, Otto and Wanda are trying to get out of a jam, and Ken's there. And he's like something something strange is going on here, and Otto's way of getting out of it is to start hitting on Ken. His, oh uh, yeah, just give me his a way he comp- That was so weird. Here's I got that. I pulled that clip. Pull on. Come on. You're a very attractive man, Ken. You're smart. You've got wonderful bones, great eyes, and you dress really interestingly. Sweetheart, we could have a lot of fun together, you and I. And I think we'd be really good for each other. What do you say? You must be... May I kiss you, Ken? No, you fucking... Just a peck! No time! (laughs) Just a peck. Yeah, thinking on his feet, quick then. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I what I will appreciate about the character of Otto, though, is because he's, like, so outlandish in like, his skills, but they explain it a way of him being, like, this, like, seasoned CIA agent. Mm-hmm. So it was good to not, like, think, oh, this guy is just a professional criminal, and, like, we're just assuming that he... He's just great. Found at his way. Like, no, like he had professional training from <clears throat> the United States to do this. And more so in the end, like the very end where uh, Ken is driving the goddamn steamroller towards him, he's using a bunch of techniques to calm him like down. Mind, like, like, mind, he's like, like mind control sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you can see, like, the stages of his training. Like, it's, like, going, mm-hmm. like, from one level to the other to the other and then to desperation. And I thought that was a really interesting aspect to have. I wonder where Austin Powers got the idea for uh, yeah. <laughs> rolling someone up with a steamroller. Yeah, probably this movie. <laughs> and uh, Looney Tunes also, probably. But um, he didn't even really die from the steamroller, too, which was 
really kind of, kind of refreshing to not see his uh, bloodied corpse underneath. Well, it was wet cement. I was expecting to see his flattened body. <laughs> yeah, like like the dogs. Yeah, like like Christopher Lloyd in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And uh, or uh, in Space Jam when uh, Newman gets crushed by the monsters and <laughs> yeah. they inflate him with a oh, pump. Oh yeah, yeah. And he flies around yeah. <laughs> the room. Um, I want to ma- I want to make a list of like my of it's probably an entire subgenre of scenes where someone comes home early when they're not supposed to. Because when when uh, his wife when Archie's wife comes home early and he walks in with the champagne and she turns around and he just screams. Oh hey. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah! yeah. <laughs> I mean, champagne to celebrate you coming home early. <laughs> that was funny. That whole scene was great. The yeah. writing in that was very good. One of my my favorite scenes in the movie is the parallels between English life and Otto having sex with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, and it's it was that was oh, that yeah. was really well done. That was I, I that was the that was the funniest part of the movie for Good me editing. because of how ridiculous. <laughs> the sex scene between Otto and Wanda is and his ultimate scene. climax where he just sort of goes silent, <laughs> looks up at the almost near the camera and just crosses his eyes. Yeah. And then like the British people sleeping in their separate beds. <laughs> yeah. And not talking to each other at all. Yeah. And just <laughs> like his uh him, his recurring bit where he he sniffs his armpits regularly when he's oh yeah that was, I was so out. weird it's just I was like at people ass. at the oscars the academy was like this guy deserves an oh, oscar that's weird. <laughs> i do that every time uh, before i make love well he does it even too like later on in the movie when he's stressed out he's like rushing towards something and he's oh no it's when he's outside the window and he's watching john cleese and jamie lee curtis kind of get it on <laughs> and he's right before he comes in like a maniac and he's outside and you just see him like mouthing you better not fucking touch his dick yeah, then, that was funny. And then he sniffs, sniffs his armpit, <laughs> and then he walks away. But yeah, uh, yeah, that the pre the pre sex prep too, where he like pulls her boot off and then inhales it and keeps. Oh uh, yeah, he inflates it back up yeah. <laughs> like a balloon. <laughs> that was... I, I will, if if it wasn't for Kevin Klein, this would be a very run of the mill sort of movie with some really funny parts in it, but not you know anything that I would I think remember super fondly, but. God, his character is so ridiculous. It's so over the top and stupid. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love his character. I, that kind of just illuminates the brilliance of John Cleese because a lot of these funny scenes just are John Cleese written scenes. Like, I know there was several writers involved in this movie, but with those like memorable, like quirky, wacky scenes. That has John Cleese written all over it, especially with the scene where like he's in the apartment and the uh, family walks in. And he's like, oh, my friend uh, gave me the keys to these yeah. apartment so I can. We subletted it last week. And he's like, oh, that's understandable. And like they start having like a proper conversation while he's nude. Yeah, that was that was definitely my Python-esque. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I I love that kind of comedy. I'm gonna. I have a couple of interesting things that I read about this as I was like researching the movie, and then we'll kind of give our grades. Unless you guys have anything else to say. Uh, uh, no, no, right. no. Um, Michael Palin had a stutter throughout the movie, and uh, in real life, Michael Palin's father had a stutter, stutter as he grew up. Hmm. He was oh, yeah. Able to mo- uh, model that after it um, very easily. Uh, 
The character's name of Archie Leach, played by John Cleese, is the actual birth name of uh, famous Hollywood superstar Cary Grant. And uh, that's it, his birth name. This is birth name, Archie Leach. Archie Leach. Yeah, and wow. uh, <laughs> Cary Grant and John good, Cleese were born. Good thing. He, <laughs> yeah, good, really changed it. <laughs> Uh, they were born about 20 miles from each other, uh, John Cleese and Cary Grant. Wow. And John Cleese is credited as... Wait, a, is Cary Grant British? I don't think he is. I think he was just... Maybe he was born in England. Maybe he's like... A, his parents were... Is John a, Cleese British? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they <laughs> of were... Of course he sure. is. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Houghton, Houghton Road, Horfield, Bristol, England is where they were from. A lot of people didn't know that Christian Bale was English. Yeah, or uh, Welch or whatever. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, um, yeah, see... What was the other thing? Oh yeah, the uh, the fish that Kevin Klein eats in the famous scene are made of Jello. He offered to eat real fish, and the product producers and directors said, "Hell no." <laughs> I was wondering about that. It was kind of it was convincing. Yeah, <laughs> don't eat the green ones. They they're not ripe. Yeah, no that that was a vile scene. Like I was it's cringing. Hard. It's hard to watch now as an adult, like thinking about it, especially because of his pets. But uh, yeah. Um, the actress who played um, Archie Leach's daughter, Portia, was actually John Cleese's real-life daughter, Cynthia Cleese. Oh. Yeah. I want a nose job, daddy. <clears throat> That's kind of um, funny <laughs> thinking about that now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The uh, Kevin Klein wanted to speak f- uh, French instead of Italian, and the director told me he's going to have to speak in Italian. He said, let me do it in French. I actually speak French. And they said no because they didn't want it to be convincing. Uh, <laughs> supposed to be a buffoon. <laughs> supposed to be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Supposed that's to be a, fu- to that, that's funny. brain dead dickhead. Um, <laughs> and then, like I said before, that the the, uh, the role of uh, George Thomason was played by Tom Georgeson, which is just <laughs> weird. <laughs> why is Wanda? Why is that? Why is someone speaking a foreign language such a turn on for Wanda? I don't know. Uh, like why don't she just go to a different country? She'd just be turned on all the time. Like <laughs> have you have never have, really? Have you never made love with someone who can speak a foreign language? It no, is but that's not the point. Oh well, you know. Um, <laughs> once you know, you know. Uh, maybe she. Maybe the first time she ever uh, masturbated, she was watching a foreign film. You know, that's how people's a lot of weird fetishes happen. Like the first time you ever get a boner when you're watching someone change their shoes and all of a sudden you have to see a foot to jack off or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to work so blue? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love this movie. Um, I'm glad yeah. I re- rewatched it. I'm glad I got you guys to watch it, even if it wasn't 100% glowing reviews. Um, I'm glad you guys got to experience Otto by Kevin Klein. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I I very much enjoyed myself. Uh Well, Tyler, why don't you give give us a grade while you're while you're talking, while you're summarizing. Oh, okay. Um thank you for uh, uh that. Um I would <laughs> give this movie a B plus. I would watch this again. This is a I, I watched this in the perfect time. It was a mid Saturday afternoon. I had a breakfast sandwich. That's only a few hours ago. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> breakfast sandwich, a mimosa, watching this movie. Oh my God, I was in heaven. It was great. Mm-hmm. I will watch this movie again. You know, it kind of reminds me, like, I kind of miss the 
days where you would turn on cable TV and just like have a movie like on you know what mm-hmm. I mean like you like turn on the TV and like the channel you were last watching there's like a movie on and you just sit there and watch it I feel like that's yeah. what this movie is it, it's so well written brilliantly acted John Cleese definitely hit it out of the park with his jokes high recommendation B plus from me Mimosa, huh? You're drunk! Jason Mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joseph, give it, give us a grade. Um, I will give this a C plus. Um, wow. I, uh, it's, it's, uh, it was mildly funny for, like, throughout the movie, and then there was, like, peppered in some, like, pretty funny moments. Um, uh, that were like maybe like a few and far between, but um, yeah, I think Tyler described the like the cable thing. Like, I think this would be a movie that I would just if like back in the day when I had cable, if this was on, I think I would probably like put it on if I didn't see anything else on. Like, oh, Fish Call One mm-hmm. is on again, I'll mm-hmm. just put that on. Um, just because I know it's like mildly entertaining, um, at least while I'm doing I don't know homework or something. <laughs> um, but um. But yeah, I don't know if I would like purposely seek it out to watch it again, you know? Like I, I like I feel like watching Wayne's World again. I don't feel like watching this again. <laughs> um, um so yeah, uh it was um it was not bad. It was I wouldn't say I would I would say if you haven't seen it that you you should watch it if you like uh John Cleese or if you like Monty Python uh mm. style esque humor. Um uh, but yeah. That's uh, that's the C plus. All right, that's fair. <clears throat> um, I am biased to this because I saw it in my youth. It was something that was on in my childhood, not on repeat, but a number of times that it was played at the uh, the Abeda household. Um, <clears throat> I think it holds up for me. There's a lot of the fond memories are j- they didn't lose any of the zing, the zest from my childhood. Um, I. I love the character of Otto as much of a douchebag brain dead monkey that he is he's just so funny it's like I don't know something that you can relate with somebody who has a higher like regard for himself like he thinks he's super smart and Curtis takes him down like 10 pegs when she talks about all the things that he thinks are correct and it's wrong you know can I point Mm -hmm. out something really quick yeah go ahead so, um, I, I apologize, but uh, the scene in which he uh, John Cleese holds him up in the airport, mm. and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna put one hand up," and then John Cleese says, "No, put your other hand up," and then he puts one hand down and he puts the other hand up, and then eventually he gets the gun away from John Cleese, and John Cleese is like, "I'm not gonna put my hands up," and he's like, "Well, I'm a." I I'm a CIA trained killer. Uh-huh. You you remember that scene? Well, of course you guys remember that <laughs> yeah. scene. I don't know why yeah. we're kibitzing okay. about that, but yes. I thought that was a brilliant <laughs> exchange, like on how different those characters were. Like you know, you have John Cleese being like a like this uh, pudgy lawyer, and then you have this trained killer, <laughs> like manipulating him into giving him the gun again 
All right. That's that's. that's <laughs> sorry, I, I just wanted to mention that before we, uh, you know, close this episode okay. out. But yeah, <laughs> I agree. Did I Pete like give his grade yet? Did you give your grade? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was go- okay. I was get- I was getting to, and then uh, Tyler wanted to talk about that scene. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I give this a I give this an A minus. I liked it. I like it a lot, and I I will yeah. rewatch it again in the future. And I hope that everybody watches it while it's still on Showtime. Um, it gets it gets negative marks for me because they're the scenes like like Joseph said about shooting the alarm clock. I was like, eh, it kind of felt a little out of place. <laughs> um, to for me at least, like I didn't think it was as slapstick. I don't consider it like a slapsticky movie as much. Um, but that was we that was weird and like. I don't know. There's some some of that sort of like slapstick aspect of it. I could if they would have cut that it's out. Like when he hangs him out of a window. Nah. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, that was I liked that part. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little a little like the fact that he was a hundred percent vertical was a little cartoonish. Was very cartoonish. Like if he would have just like put his top half of his body out the window. But then again, it yeah. lead, leads to this very nice calm John Cleese apology which is probably one of the best apologies I've ever seen yeah <laughs> unequivocally I retract my statement 100% um, but yeah so uh, Fish Call Wanda one and done in the books yes. thank you for watching it with me guys I appreciate that oh man mm-hmm. it was it was a delight <laughs> Ooh, yeah okay cool so time for the wheel of destiny one wheel eight slots Three hosts, this is the Wheel of Destiny. All right, Fish Call Wanda off the wheel, and my replacement going to be. Oh, I have a couple to pick from. Let's go with uh, Mars Attacks. Ooh. Mm. Mars, Mars Attacks. Attacks. Tim Burton. Now this is comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Jack Nicholson get shrunk down to the size of an ant and squashed? You ever see Pierce Brosnan's head on a chihuahua body? Yeah, and... Uh, and uh, No, it's, it's Sarah Jessica Parker's on the chihuahua. Oh, who is he? Oh, is he just a floating head? I think... I think yeah i think his yeah he's just a floating head she's on the oh, chihuahua okay. <laughs> you know it's funny this um, movie used to scare the shit out of me when i was like uh why didn't you like say this movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in your discussion oh well i just said mars attacks for movies that aren't horror movies that scare you oh well and, th- th- uh, i i'm not scared of it anymore good news for everybody streaming on hulu if it's uh still streaming by the time it lands on it sweet Okay, cool. recap for the movies on the wheel. Mars Attacks from Pete. Brokeback Mountain from Tyler. Moonlight from Pete. Fan Picks. Joseph's Fan Pick. Die Hard 3. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Joseph. Are you saying Die Hard? <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Brianna Go says ahead. that I mispronounce her name every time I say it, so it's possible. <laughs> and die Hard uh, with a Vengeance. And then die Cold hearted. Creek Manor from... <laughs> from yeah, Cold Creek Manor from Tyler. So uh, we're gonna give this yes. a good spin. This will be the movie that we watch on episode eighty-two. Oh episode boy, eighty-two. Ooh, what is it? 
Die Hard 3. Ah, All right. Okay. Yeah. Action. Hell yeah. It's been a while since we had like an action-y movie on. Yeah. Die Hard 3. My favorite Die Hard movie. Really? Of all the of all, all of the all 300 Die Hard movies they've made. I know. Let wow. me see if this is streaming somewhere. Die Hard. Die Hard 3 is your favorite. That's Yeah. That's surprising. I think it's the best one. Wow. Um, okay. HBO Max. Oh shit, yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's got also, Sam Jackson in it. I mean, how could you go wrong? Oh, that's this is the one with Sam Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Where he's wearing the glasses. Yeah. And Jeremy Irons. Oh shit, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Die Hard Three is, uh, is good. Yeah. It is good. It was just in something that I watched. I can't remember what it was. Jeremy. It Irons. was. It's very. I watched this a lot when I was uh, younger. It was <laughs> so fu- so fun. Such a fun movie. Awesome. Cool. Can't wait to watch it. <clears throat> All right. Um, anything else we need to say? I don't think so. Unless this is some sort it. of surprise or something. No, I got nothing. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, okay. We're at the four-hour mark now, the length of Justice League. Well, <laughs> I mean, we could go into... Uh, I could have watched Justice League again in the yeah. time that we've been on. <laughs> I've had it on the background the whole time. <laughs> well, let's All get right, into uh, uh, why Ken was not an actual animal activist. Uh so uh, say that for Tyler no. Company episode two. No. Yeah, yeah, we need we want to see Tyler and Company soon. So <laughs> episode two. Yeah, it's 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 coming around. All right. Until next time. Thank you for following us on episode eighty. Sorry, eighty one. Let's listen in next week. Episode eighty two. We watch Die Hard with a Vengeance from Joseph. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast, and send us an email, mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter, at podcastmcfc. And please follow us on Instagram at middleclassfilmclass. All right. See you next time. See you. Good night. She joins forces with an undercover cop who's working as a gangster hitman.